On this edition of Oski Talk, we talk about the Illini new transfer, Jafar Armstrong, and we get into a little Illini power rankings. We rank the entire Big Ten from top to bottom. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Hedizone. We would typically have an Illinois basketball game to recap for you all, but of course it was postponed against Michigan State, so we don't have a ton to talk about, but we're going to make this one fun episode. We'll get right into it with the front page. And first here on the front page, some more football news. Happily welcomed here. They've added another piece to the roster, this time by virtue of a transfer. Jafar Armstrong adds a little bit more to the Illini football team. Pat, what do you got on him? Uh, yeah, um, wide receiver, running back. Um, should add a little bit to the wide receiver core. Obviously, big loss with the matter of Bay Bay. Hopefully, Armstrong could kind of fill those shoes. Um, you know, he, He's put up 800 yards from scrimmage the last three seasons in South Bend. Um, he's rushed for nearly 400 yards uh, on, on just over 70 attempts for an average of 5.3 carries. Um, you know, I, I think they'll probably put him out at more as a wideout than a running back. Um, we'll we'll kind of see just because the, the running back room just seems really packed right now. Like, it, it really does. Like, it seems like we've got, like, five, six guys who could play running back this year, uh, all of them with the potential to start as well. So um, imagine this is going to be a wide receiver kind of guy, um, you know, I, I like these guys who kind of could play both positions. Um, I think in football, when when you run a spread offense, that kind of versatility is really important. Um, so, just you know, it, you know, adding any guys like this is is just something that's kind of nice to have in in your arsenal of, of weapons. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you touched on Amanda Baber. We definitely need the help in the wide receiver room more than we need the help in the running back room. Obviously, Amanda Baber is the biggest loss, but. I believe Trayvon Sidney and Casey Washington are in the transfer portal. I think Casey Washington already announced that um, his new school. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But those are two targets that we've seen used pretty frequently over the last two seasons. I know Sidney didn't play much this year, but those are two guys that you know ran a lot of routes, caught a lot of balls, and we're, we're subtracting Amater Bebe from that and Daniel Amater Bebe. So um, you look at that wide receiver room or just receivers in general, tight ends look pretty solid, but wide receivers look pretty thin. Um, Donnie Navarro is really the only one that comes to mind um, as somebody that's going to get a lot of targets in the upcoming season. So getting a guy like this that can hopefully go get the deep ball is is huge for this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that's kind of what you need, um, you know, th- that deep threat, especially if you're going to be running the ball like we assume that they're going to be able to. You know, to come off of play action and have a guy going down, you know, streaming down the field for uh, a 40 yard reception, I think is, is a big deal. So hopefully that kind of fits that role. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to see what he can do in the orange and blue. And since we don't have a basketball game to recap, we're going to do a little Big Ten power rankings of um, the Big Ten basketball conference. It, it's been crazy. Put We 
delayed starting this episode because Pat and I both took about 10 minutes to put these lists together. It's harder than you think because every team has beat somebody that they're not supposed to uh, of the lesser teams, and all the good teams have have one or two really stinging losses on their uh, resume. So it, it was hard to go from top to bottom, but I like my list. I think I'm sure you like yours, so I'll lead us off. My number one is Michigan. Yeah, I think you got to go with Michigan. Uh, I had Michigan as well. Uh, the only team with the, that, that isn't Penn State with a two-game winning streak, they've looked really good. Obviously, they're a little bit uh, front-loaded in terms of easiness, I guess, um, in their schedule. The back load is much more difficult. So, um, you know, Michigan playing some more difficult teams down the stretch. But so far to start off their season, they got a lot of confidence. And I think in the Big Ten, confidence could go a long way. Um, we'll kind of see where they end up at the end of the year, but Michigan's certainly the number one team right now. Yeah, two is where I I put Iowa. Um, I thought about dropping them to three or four after how just brutal they looked in that second half against Indiana, but um, you know that's been probably their worst half of the year, and it probably will be their worst half of the year. I don't see it getting much worse for them. Um, they couldn't shoot the ball, and that's very uncharacteristic of this Iowa team. And obviously, Luca Garza is one of the best players in the country, so I think they'll figure it out. I've got Iowa at two. Yeah, um, the I same same here. Um, again, Iowa. Obviously, that last loss, Indiana looks pretty bad, um, and for that reason alone, I think you don't you can't put them at number one. Um, this is a power rank, so it's kind of you know a little bit of recency bias. Um, we're, we're just kind of basing off that. And look, Iowa's it seems like really really is one of those teams where. It, lives and dies by the three and uh they died by the three on against indiana and um you know that's why they're number two right now yeah absolutely um this is probably from the rest of the way out we might not agree on a single other one i think one and two is pretty easy i put illinois at three um i know they had back-to-back really tough ones against ohio state and maryland um, but the way they rebounded against penn state last week i like that team a lot i think that was tuesday i really like that team and I think if that team shows up on Friday, you got a really good shot to beat Iowa. So I'll put Illinois at three. All right. I have Illinois a little bit later, but I think Ohio State has the uh, next spot for me at three. Uh, four and one the last five games. That one loss coming to Purdue, who I have um, um, not too much farther down the list. Um, Ohio State's just a team that really seems to be able to pound teams away. Um, they don't give up leads easily. Um, that was very evident in the last game against Wisconsin. They kind of got ahead, and they really never gave Wisconsin an inch. They they could not grab their way out of this game. Um, similar to how Illinois felt, kind of. So uh, I, I think for that that reason alone, I have Ohio State at three. Yeah, that and they make their free throws, which is huge in the Big Ten. We've seen it bite a few teams, Illinois being one of them. Uh, but they knocked them down. I've got Ohio State four. I've been flipping and flopping between Wisconsin and Ohio State for four and five, but just because as recently as this past week, Ohio State did beat Wisconsin, I'll put the Buckeyes at four. Yeah, um, Illinois at four, so a little bit of a flip-flop there. I, I think personally, Illinois just coming off those last couple losses, town's still there, and I think when you look across the Big Ten, like they're, you know, I think four is good. It, you know, we might... You might think it's a little bit of a homer, but I mean, looking around the Big Ten, you know, teams haven't been really performing that well. We're all, they're all kind of beating up on each other, so it's a good time, I think, if you're Illinois to, you know, find the slouch that we're in. Um, I mean, Ohio State has guys like obviously EJ Liddell is going to go off against you because he some has some kind of vendetta against Illinois, right? You feel bad about that <laughs> game, didn't come out that well, and then you play Penn State, you play really well. Now we have a week off, so. Um, honestly, Illinois in this fourth spot is kind of benefiting from that week off. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to put them at four. All right, I've got five as Wisconsin. Um, I, I think they're a really solid team. They're going to be around later in the year, but that loss to Ohio State couldn't let me put them in the top four. I think they're still a really good team. Um, it's a team that Illinois hasn't seen yet, so that's a team that I know a little bit less than some of these other teams that we've played twice already, but um, I got Wisconsin rounding out the top five. Yeah, Wisconsin's interesting because they don't have a number one guy, really. It's kind of you know number one by committee. Um, you could say that it, it it's Mika Potter, uh, transfer of Ohio State. Um, you could say it's Nate Reavers. You could say it's Demetri Trice. You could say it's Brad Davidson. But none of these guys seem to be kind of stepping up and, and, and being that number one guy to lead this team. And honestly, I think they're, they're kind of fa- at fault for that because they don't have a guy when they're down um, to score a bunch of points effectively, right? I mean, when you're down, you hope to have that Io who can lead the team and, and, and kind of boost the offense a little bit and get everyone else um, involved as well. And I, I, Wisconsin just doesn't have that guy. So, you know, when, when, when I watch them, I'm like, wow, this is a great team. It's got a lot of really great players, but there's just not that, that extra edge. And, and I think it should be Demetric Trice or Nate Reavers, but I, whenever I watch them, I'm just like, you know, their games can be taken away pretty easily. And, and, and specifically Potter and I think Reavers, um, who can get into foul trouble if you make them. Um, and, and, yeah, and when you have guys, you know, at Ohio State like like EJ Liddell who dropped a, a twenty ball on them, or you know Dwayne Washington Jr. who was good enough against them, um, you know you're you're going to get hurt and you're not going to win those games. So that that's kind of what happened with Wisconsin. And look, I do think Illinois is better than this Wisconsin team, and and I I just think uh, you know based on you know this past history with them, I think you got to put Illinois over them. So you've got Wisconsin five as well. All right, six uh, might come as a little bit of a shock. Not a lot of people will like it. I've got Indiana six. I know that's pretty high, um, but you don't play Iowa that way and don't get any type of respect. I know I know they lost today at home against Rutgers, which is tough for me to validate this, but they looked so good against Iowa. And I honestly could see maybe even 10 teams making the tournament. India, Indiana, excuse me, is certainly being one of them. Trace Jackson Davis is very, very good in that uh, that low post, and, and you see a lot of teams that Illinois is able to take advantage of with Kofi. He's able to do a lot of those same things against these teams too, so um, maybe Kofi can kind of exploit those same things against Iowa next week, but either way, I've really liked Indiana. Um, I know Illinois beat them, but they went on a 19-0 run against us at one point in that game, I'm, I'm pretty sure, so definitely no team to sleep on, Indiana 6. Yeah, I I like that, but I'm going to go for another team from the uh, state of Indiana and go with Purdue there. Uh, lost to Michigan uh, on Friday for sure, but um, I thought that Ohio State game was oppressive enough. Um, before that, they were kind of on a streak. They beat Michigan State, they beat Indiana, they beat Penn State, and they beat Ohio State, um, and then drop one, obviously, the, the number one team that I have power ranked. Um, so I, I have Purdue um, there in that, what was that, the sixth spot? Um, the sixth spot, I, yeah. I, it's just not a team you can overlook um, on the schedule. Um, you know, going down the roster, uh, Trevion, uh, Trevion Williams is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Sasha Stefanovic, also a great player, and I think one, one key aspect to Illinois' victory over them was the fact that, you know, he wasn't that involved in the game. Uh, Jay Nivey, also another great player, too. Um, you know, so they, they have points from all over, and they could go down low with Williams and then get good guard play from, um, you know, Stefanovic. Um, so... Yeah, I, I I think Purdue has that spot for me. 
Yeah, I like Purdue as well. I have them at seven. I'm not going to really repeat a lot of those things that you said, a lot of the same reasons for me. But didn't Stefanovic test positive? He's going to be out for yeah. two weeks, I think. So yeah, that so that's going to hurt them in the next couple of weeks. But once he's back out there, that team can beat pretty much anybody. I got them seven. Yeah, I got Minnesota seven. Um, man, talk about the most bipolar team in the Big Ten. Um, country, in so the country, maybe. This team out. They, are, they were really, really excellent at home. They like did not drop a home game. And I think I've said why that I think that the raised floor gives them some weird advantage. But Maryland's been hot, so... Um, you know, you, you have Maryland at home and that happens, but the game before that you drop 18 on Michigan. Um, it's just weird. They're a weird team. They, they've beat some teams that they shouldn't be in. They, they either lose big or win big. So, (laughs) um, weird teams do that, I guess. And, uh, for that reason, I've put them in the seventh spot. Yeah. I mean, Illinois destroyed Minnesota and then Minnesota's out here destroying Michigan, who we both have as the number one team in in the ranking. So it's really tough. I actually went with Maryland eight. I think they've, I mean, they knocked off Illinois. They knocked off Minnesota. They knocked off Wisconsin earlier in the year. Um, and, And I mean, let's not forget last year, they were ranked in the top five for a large portion of the year. This isn't a bad team. I know they lost a lot of pieces, um, from last year into this year, but this is obviously a team that could come in on the road and beat anybody. So I, I really like what they've been showing recently, like you said, on a bit of a hot streak. So I have some recency bias in there. They're at eight. Yeah, that's that's where I ended up putting Indiana. Um, I, I, I'm going to I just repeat what you said. I, I don't think you can see that Iowa win and not put them at least above a couple of these other teams. Yeah, I went with Rutgers nine. I thought, you know, for a team that was so – known for being dominant at home going on the road and beating indiana on sunday is a good win for them they've been struggling i think they lost four or five in a row before that point but before they lost four or five in a row they were ranked i think as high as 12 in the country on a 6-0 winning streak to start the year so they've been up and down if they could go up for a little while ride ron harper jr they're uh they're a tough team to beat for sure I, they're one of illinois only losses this year so um i got rutgers nine yeah, I got I got Maryland in that spot. Um, look, I, I I just don't think you can you know look at these Illinois and, and Minnesota wins and not reward them. Uh, obviously, they got killed by uh, Michigan, but um, I just think that they, they fall in that spot. Just a weird team. Yeah, and then I have Rutgers after that at, at at ten. I just think Rutgers is is they they've lost it. They've lost all their confidence. They they have a really good team. Look, Geo Baker's a great player. He just doesn't seem to be into it. Ron Harp uh, for Harper Junior. Um, was nowhere to be found in, in that um, game against Penn State. Um, you know, obviously he had a lot of points, but I just didn't think he was – he wasn't in that game. It felt like it was weird. Um, and, yeah, um, so that's why I have records there. Ten is where I put Minnesota. A lot of the same things you said, very, very bipolar team. They could look like a top-five team in the country and then look like a team that doesn't deserve to be ranked. I think they're at 17 right now, but when – by the time you guys are listening to this, that'll be definitely lower than that. Um, they're not a team I'd want to play. I, I guess it depends on what day you catch them. But um, like you said, they're an up-and-down team. Uh, because of that, I put them 10. There you go. Um, at 11, I got MSU. Uh, it's just a bad season for them, man. They, they can't seem to figure it out this year. Yeah, I think they were ranked as high as four at one point after their their big wins to start the year. And they've been bad since then. And and they're not a bad coach team. They're not a bad constructed team. They're just not playing well. 
Um, and so for whatever reason, I've also got them 11. That game yeah, they, was supposed to be played against Illinois yesterday. Hopefully they get that made up and Illinois can grab a win against Michigan State. But, um, yeah, they, they've been weird this year. They just they don't know where to find you know, their scores. Like Aaron Henry, Joey Hauser is supposed to be a big scorer. He just hasn't been there this year. It seems like Joshua Langford. Like they, they don't know where their points are coming from. Rocket yeah. Watts even, like, uh, <laughs> they can't figure out, like, who they are as a team, in, in my opinion. That's why they've been losing. Yeah, it's it's been weird with, for Michigan State. Maybe they can turn it around here in the back half of the year. 12 is where I put Penn State right after Michigan State. They've had some good wins, but they've also had some some bad losses, and, and I know they're they're not a team I would take over a Minnesota or a Rutgers, so that's why I put them at 12. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. I would assume the rest of yours goes Northwestern and then finishes up with Nebraska as well. No, I have Nebraska before Northwestern. Northwestern on a seven-game losing streak. Wow. Um, they, and they covered people, yesterday. Yeah, people are <laughs> going to forget that uh, um, uh, Nebraska is on a five-game losing streak. So, look, got to give it up for uh, Nebraska for, um, I can't even remember, uh, Doan, I think was the team that they played, that they beat in the past five games, so... Got to give it up for Nebraska there. <laughs> yeah, those two teams uh, that start with N are at the bottom of our rankings, no matter how you look at it. Um, I've got Illinois 3, you've got Illinois 4, and maybe this is uh, something we can revisit. I had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of Oski Talk. A little bit shorter. We didn't have too much to recap, but we do have a big Iowa game this week, so a lot of our coverage this week will be dedicated to that. We'll chat with you guys Wednesday, but for Patrick, I'm Anthony. Thank you all for listening. ILL. I and I.